What's going on guys? I hope you guys are keeping well. My name is Costin and welcome my friends to the Crossface with Costin, the very first episode where we talk wrestling and today we're going to be talking about AEW Full Gear. My god, what a show. If you actually thought that you were going to get a, a bathroom break during that goddamn show, well I hope you brought a bucket because you didn't have a damn bathroom break because it was action every single damn match and I was proud to watch it and I'm proud that the wrestling kind of Fire in me is starting to burn again, hence why we decided to make this show the Crossface with Costin. I hope you guys are enjoying your day. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Before we start getting on to the actual show, talking about the matches that we had, if you are watching on YouTube, please do me a favor. Leave a like, leave a sub. I've repurposed my FWFE Federation YouTube channel to Crossface with Costin. Also, make note that we are going to be transitioning this YouTube video to audio as well. So if you guys cannot watch the video, you guys can listen to the audio on our podcast, which is, again, Crossface with Costin. And I will give you all the links in detail in the description down below. But I hope you guys keep them well. And here we go to talk about probably one of the more better pay-per-views I have watched from a wrestling perspective. To give you guys a little bit of a background, I was a big fan of WWE back in the day. I had my own uh, my own wrestling news site referred to as Monica Carnage back in the day. I was really heavily into seeing how the wrestling world kind of shaped up, how it worked backstage, everything of that nature. I really enjoyed it. I kind of fell out of love with it a little bit because I felt the product was getting a little too stale, really wasn't really meeting a standard or enjoyment process anymore. And it kind of became more of a task to watch a show rather than enjoyment. Uh, obviously skip ahead a little bit a couple more years later I did train under Santino Morella Anthony Corelli, Corelli at uh, Battle Arts Academy also under Yuki Shikawa who's a Japanese submission artist I kind of had the more in-grasp knowledge of being in the business for a couple of years and enjoying and seeing how that business aspect was from a backstage point of view really enjoyed that really liked to actually get to know a lot of people discussed a lot of uh uh, a lot of methods, a lot of trials and errors in the ring, character development. You know, I had to talk with a lot of individuals in the business, such as Mick Foley, Damian Sandow, a lot of people that I was able to speak to, get to know a little bit more about the business. Obviously, skip ahead a few more, a few more years later. I know I'm old. We are now here, uh, enjoying AEW, feeling the passion kind of coming back to me right now. Also wanted to kind of create a show where I can talk about a bit about wrestling again because it is something that I do enjoy and it is something that I, I, I've had in my life for a majority of my life, you know what I mean? So it's something that does affect me very positively and affects me very you know emotionally sometimes obviously with uh, with retrospective individuals who have been working their asses off to get to where they are right now and obviously will affect you emotionally so to be honest with you going into AEW I didn't follow AEW when it first came out I just recently got introduced to AEW a few months back however the fact I've been watching from a few months and it re-sparked a passion it tells you right there that AEW is doing it right doing it very properly whereas a wrestling show is showcasing professional wrestling showcasing talents who know their characters well enough to be able to distinguish how the character should be portrayed in the ring not via a con not a via a script that's how i feel wrestling should be when you have a talent who has a concept of a character in mind let that talent showcase that character let that talent grow that character not somebody behind a piece of paper Regardless, I'm not going to get into that today. Today, I wanted to talk to you about the pay-per-view, the matches that we had in place. And like I said, if you guys are watching on YouTube, please leave a sub, please leave a like, please share with your family, your friends, your uncles, your backdoor neighbor. I don't know why you have a backdoor neighbor, but apparently people have a backdoor neighbor now. Also, like I said, if you can't watch on YouTube, it will be available on audio broadcast. If you guys would like to take a listen, feel free to do so. And I will leave all the links in the description down below. And again, it is the Crossface with Costin, and I am yours truly, Costin. And I say, we get on the go now. AEW Full Gear was an absolute banger of a pay-per-view. 
We started off with MJF versus Darby. And I'll be honest with you, this was one of these matches that is just holy hell. There's action all over the place. Darby is an insane person. That guy will take limitations with his body, will throw himself anywhere, will land on anything. This guy is all over the place. However, he does tell a story in the ring. He's an individual that has no care. If he gets in that ring, he is going to utilize his body as a weapon. And it goes to show you, with, the, with that missile just suicide dive through the ropes against MJF, my god, the impact on that truly felt it. By the way, for those of you who are watching, you may actually get little highlights pop in from time to time to show you what I'm talking about. But these two put on one hell of a match. And I know MJF came through saying, I'm going to pin him with a side headlock takeover. MJF worked that match very well. Now, some people I know are, are very against MJF. He is a heel. This guy is intended and works for you to hate him. He keeps his character on the go from the show to real life to interviews, everything. This man plays that character and he plays it very well. A lot of people truly hate the guy. And you know why? Because he's doing his damn job and he's doing it very well. MJF is one of these characters that when he is in that ring, you look at him and you want to spit in his face. You want to give him the middle finger. You want to tell him that he's just a dickhead and you want him to die. Guess what? The guy is fucking doing his heel tactics well. And he's working it very well. And he's one of these guys that has an elaborate future to come in the wrestling industry. In that match, one of the best things that I did see is obviously is that Darby did have a lot of time where he did try to or did have the upper advantage in the, in the match. I love how MJF was selling that knee though. So as, as we progressed, obviously MJF got a lot more of advantage in the match, but regardless, MJF really did see and really did sell that knee injury. And that's one of the biggest things specifically when it comes to a match, where if you want to sell a situation at hand, you have to be keep it consistent. And I found throughout that whole damn match, he was selling that knee on point. He went from beginning to mid, to end with that knee injury. And I think just regardless with obviously not a real injury, it's just a, it's a played one, but he did it beautifully and you kind of felt the impact of every single move. One of the biggest moves I saw in that match had to be that tombstone pile driver on the apron side. Now, for those of you who are not aware, I'm pretty sure you are though, is the apron side of the ring is the hardest part of the ring. That is literally where the steel goes through. That is where everything is actually uh, stationed and based in the ring. So when you utilize that part of the ring, there is no give, there is no bounce, there is nothing there. So doing the pile driver on there, not only you'll see an effect on your neck and your head, but you also see an effect on your knees. Uh, regardless, great match from beginning to end. In the end, you did see MJF get that victory with the side headlock takeover, and I love the way they played that out. Very good heel tactics. This was also Eddie Guerrero's 16-year uh, anniversary of his passing, so a lot of people did utilize a lot of tactics with Eddie Guerrero back in the day as a good memory. Um, but regardless, I think MJF and Darby, like they just had a phenomenal match that you just were glued to the screen from beginning to end. Uh, great storytelling, great progression, you know, MJF is one of these guys that from what I've recently been introduced to him, you know, he's looking at himself as being the future of the business. And I 100% agree with that. Both of those guys are 100% future of the business. They are great talents. They are great characters. They have great chemistry in the ring. And I could love to see more of them in the ring together because in all reality, those two just put on one hell of a show. And I'm what was more than happy to watch it and watch it again. Now we transition to the next match, which was FTR versus Penta and Phoenix. I cannot tell you any better tag teams that work together. 
it is one of these things first and foremost ftr no matter where the hell they are they have great chemistry they have an old school mentality of tag team tactics and i think it works beautifully in that ring from beginning to end this match was on the ball they just had fantastic momentum from the beginning of the match where they started brawling to the ending of the match where they just kind of finished it off like regardless of everything that we saw that match was on point those two teams work well together and when you have teams that work well so well together it is one of these things when you put them in a ring together and give you give a treat to the audience and i found that exactly as such and i will say this right now phoenix has to have I, I i do believe phoenix was birthed from a slinky this man can just bounce all over the place pentagon and phoenix again one of these two uh, teams that just work so well together with a lot of the tag teams that they work alongside with uh, whether it's against a Young Bucks, whether against FTR, doesn't matter who they're against. I find these two work very well together and also do uh, not only enhance, but also just move the matches so fluently that eventually you're like, okay, that was just hardcore action from beginning to end. Great match. Love the chemistry between them. Love the story uh, storylines and story-driven aspects between them. That match itself was one of the highlights. I did enjoy it a lot. And I find that, again, one of these things with FTR and Penton Phoenix they can just go for hours, and I will be happy with that. In all reality, I will be damn happy with those two teams just continuously fighting one another because I don't think there's ever been a point in time when I've watched both of these teams competing against any other teams that they were slowed or had a different type of uh, less momentum in a match or they didn't really work well with another team. I find these two teams have worked tremendously well together. And that's one thing I will give AEW credit for. Many of the tag teams that they have work well together. They've been able to adapt. They've been able to see whose styles work best together. To be fair, FTR and Penta Phoenix were prior to AEW regardless of that. But those two teams together, unbelievable chemistry in the ring. And I would love to see more of that, to be honest with you. Now, we move on to our next matchup. I have been a big fan of Miro for a very long time. Uh, whether it's the character development in another company, whether it's the style of competition in other companies, um, and similar concept with Daniel. Like, I've seen him in his earlier days as well, from ROH to WWE to AEW. Like, this guy is all over the place. They have two very different styles of competition. However, those two very different styles of competition work very well together. One of the biggest things when I was training, uh, for me, I don't mind working stiff. If, if someone's like, hey, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an impact, you know, you're gonna feel it, but it's gonna look good to the audience. I liked that, I enjoyed that. It provided a sense of realism to the match, which really kind of helped stabilize the match and really gave the audience that much more of a, oh, that impact sounded bad. This is what I felt Miro and Daniel did very well together. They're two individuals that have a chemistry together, the two individuals who have a history together. They know each other, they've been through similar tough times prior to this, and they both know that they like to work stiff. Specifically Daniel. Daniel's been very well known as the guy who likes to work stiff. However, so is Miro. Both of these guys in that match worked stiff, but it gave a good damn match to a point where you saw bruising on Miro's side of the head. You know, you saw Daniel beaten up as well. In the point where the end of the match was literally both of them just done exhausted. Daniel did pick up the win and it was a great match from beginning to end, but you could see the exhaustion in them because they gave it all. And that's one of these things that I really do enjoy is that when I when you end a match and both talents just have to lay on their back because of like I'm fucking dead. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all because it's true. Dude, when you're in a match, it is exhausting. 
But when you're in a match with an individual that's like, I'm going to bash your face in and you're going to enjoy it, it's exhausting. <laughs> and I find these two work very well together. And again, it's one of these things where it's, it's the chemistry in the ring that I find AEW just does so damn well. So damn well. So that match, again, was really off the charts. Absolutely amazing work from both of these talents. Miro, I find, is one of probably the better talents when it's come to character development, specifically in a new company, because they're giving him the freedom to develop his character. I love where he's at. I love the concept behind it. I love the look of it. I love everything to do with Miro because the guy is just, he's just, he looks like a star. And I have no problem identifying Miro as such because the guy just does it well. You know what I mean? I'm not putting down Daniel in any way as well. Daniel himself, he's a technical genius in that ring. He knows what to do. He knows how to compete. He knows how to work the crowd. And I think both of these guys mixed with these two different type of styles just worked hand in hand together. And I really do think that both of them have an, um, a really exciting future regardless uh, in AEW. And I'd love to see these two work more regardless. Miro for me is just hands down one of the more better talents from a creative point of view and have from a development point of view. This guy's promos in the back, just you're just like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> There's nothing more about it. This is fucking amazing. Daniel's promos, very cool guy, very down to earth. You know, he looks at everyone as, from a respectful point of view. He doesn't really have any type of uh negativity towards anyone he knows of there's a fight there whenever he's presented within the fight and that's exactly what he said about miro is that you see a guy who is just will go all out he's powerful he's strong he's definitely gonna throw you around and you know from a point of view where you want to win the match and the tournament to get to the AEW championship well that's gonna look like it's gonna be fun and to be honest with you they both put on a great match and daniel even though i know he was beaten up same with miro goddamn i would watch that match again with every single one the next match that we had up was All Elite, Adam Cole, Young Bucks taking on Christian, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. Goddamn. I'm going to say this. I don't think I've ever seen a big guy like Luchasaurus, exempting Brock Lesnar, uh, pull off a shooting star press from a standing position off the ramp. Holy shit. Like, it's literally Jungle Boy's reaction to holy shit was my reaction as well when I watched that. This match was good. Also, I love the fact that Christian is in a position right now where he can still go at his age. You know what I mean? There was a lot of fear in WWE. There's another reason why I think he stopped competing is because of the, the concurrent injuries that he suffered. Uh, I don't know too much about it. I'm not going to go into details of obviously information that I'm not aware about. But it's really interesting to see that from a point of view where a guy who has been in this business for a substantial amount of time still able to go at the extent that he's able to go is very impressive and i'm happy to see that the company is allowing him and giving him the opportunity if he says hey listen i'm good i'm i want to compete i want to fight and this man has been you know a multi-time champion he's been <laughs> from from the beginning to end he he's still good in the ring and still develops and tells a story i think one of the best things about christian and even the young bucks ali and those guys is that they know the audience, they know how to work the audience very well. They know how to, to stimulate the audience to get into that certain energy level, keep them at that energy level, and then go home from there. I think both of them, or both of these teams, worked well in unison together. Christian, damn, from the from a, a, a rafter position, jumping on a bunch of guys. Again, the guy is how old? The guy is, the guy's at an older age. He's more of a veteran talent but he's still working like a younger talent and looks phenomenal. I'm gonna point that out to you, looks phenomenal. 
Uh, one of the biggest one of the biggest spots we saw in that match, obviously, is the thumbtack knee pads. We know Young Bucks are notorious for utilizing thumbtacks, um, and in all reality, you know, there's a lot of creativity you can do with thumbtacks. They had it on the boots before, then they had it on, uh, then they they just put it obviously on the ring as as separate thumbtacks. We've seen prior to that, obviously, in the wrestling ring, uh, except in this one, they decided to put the thumbtacks in Jungle Boy's mouth and super kick him when he had thumbtacks in his mouth. Uh, but regardless, like they they're, they're very creative. And this one saw thumbtacks on knee pads come out. And, um, whew, that's gonna be painful, that's for sure. So, Luchasaurus obviously got the, the brunt of that because he got the, the three thumbtack knee pads to the face. Guy is asking for a bukkake he never even wanted. But regardless, uh, good good match. I, I found a lot of good focal points in that match. I, you know, it could have been a clusterfuck. They did actually spread them out very well. They had uh, obvious different... Uh, different points of interest here where they didn't want to put everyone in one area allocated there and then just like, you know, just get everyone clusterfuck in the same spot. They kind of spread it out and it was kind of nice to see it spread out uh, because you had different things happening in different areas such as, you know, uh, Cole with Christian, you know, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy with the Young Bucks. Uh, and obviously they kind of split up at times and kind of competed themselves. So you had different type of high spots in this ma match. And that's the one thing is that there was a lot of high spots in this match, but a lot of good spots and they worked very well. Um, Regardless, fantastic match. Even though it was six person, what what, what was it called again? I can't. This is a six person, just all out fucking street fight match. I have no problem with that. It went well, really performed well, uh, and all talents just did amazing job. I am becoming a big fan of of Jungle Boy. You know, I do see the appeal in him. It's kind of nice to see a talent that was primarily developed in AEW and how far he's come. Um, and he's really, really great talent actually. I really am getting sold on Jungle Boy. But Christian, like I said, he is probably the one individual that is more impressing me the most, specifically at his age and how hard he can still go. That guy is doing very well for his uh, for himself, and I'm very happy to see that he's given an opportunity to do what he loves. And that's always the biggest thing is like you're given an opportunity, you don't have that lot of limitation behind you, and you're able to actually perform how you want to perform and given the opportunities to perform how you want to perform so really good on them really great match i loved it from the beginning to end uh again one of these just really fun matches to watch next match we had was cody and Pac versus alistair black and andrade um all right a little bit of a post edit here because i'm noticing something a little of my stupid self saying it's malachi black not alistair black and also i realized earlier i was calling brian danielson just by daniel Listen, you can shut your faces. Haven't done this in a long time. Just getting back into wrestling. So shut your faces. Enjoy the show. And that's about it, all right? Calm down. Calm your faces. Calm down. Malachi Black, all right? Calm down. It's, I, I, I'll be honest here. I looked at this match as the one bathroom break. However, I couldn't take a bathroom break for long because this match was still pretty epic. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Cody. However, I see from a business point of view, I respect him for what he has done for the fans. That is just one thing. I love how the fans are kind of turning on him. It's a normal kind of concept when you have a boss figure and the boss figure is going as they are, as they are putting it very Hollywood right now where he has obviously, he's, he's uh, from my understanding, a judge on a show. He has his... Uh, uh, the new reality show with the wife and everything of that like he's there's a lot of stuff that he's doing right now um, And it makes sense. He, you know, he has a lot of a lot of stuff on his plate You know developing the company being able to represent the company doing a lot of this Hollywood stuff to, to give more name to the company um, But regardless I feel what he's doing 
is still very good. However, now he's getting that kind of negativity from the audience and it's kind of like that boss appeal or that boss change. And I love it because they're, they're obviously booing him and he's just kind of, he has to either be the good guy or turn into the bad guy. The cool thing about this match though that I really enjoyed is that both teams had instability with each other. So, you know, whether it was Cody and Pac or um, Alistair Black and Andrade, they, they, each halt, they each had some issues with one another. But from beginning to end, it was a good match. Obviously, from Alistair's point of view and from uh, Andrade's point of view, those two can perform beautifully. I, I, I'm very happy to see. Like, the one, the one spike DDT Andrade did on the apron, hot damn, looked beautiful. Looked well executed, and Pac, developed, Pac took it beautifully. And Pac, for me... I've seen him in other companies. Damn, that guy is just absolutely phenomenal. I don't know what the fuck he takes. I don't know what the fuck he does or what God he's prayed to, but that man can perform and just fucking continue to perform. He's literally an energizer bunny that just does not stop. Um, I would love to see Andrade and... Uh, or not Andrade. I'd love to see Pac versus uh, uh, Darby Allen. I'm, it would be interesting match to see those two kind of compete because I find that they're just two energizer bunnies that just don't stop. Uh, in very different styles, but very similar styles as well. High impact, high risk, but I'm I'm curious how that would go. But yeah, no, the Cody and Pac versus uh, Alistair and Andrade. Again, very good match from beginning to end. A lot of good spots. A lot of good tensions between both um, between both uh, teams. That obviously is telling a story that we maybe potentially see issues between them or issues between you know either one of the two teams. Um, but honestly, it, it was just one of these things where. And I hate to say, I looked at that as kind of like a bathroom break match because the matches prior to that, just it, it just took your energy out. They started strong. Like AEW Full Gear started damn strong and it kept going strong and stayed strong. Uh, but this is one of those matches where I'm like, I can't, I gotta go piss, I gotta be right back. <laughs> so uh, unfortunately I did, I did come back to see Pac's Block Arrow uh, a hit. And all I got to say is that man just does absolutely amazing work in the air. The black arrow that he does is just phenomenal. It is a fantastic finisher. I can see why he needs to set up for it because he needs to actually hit it perfectly. But when he does, he hits it damn perfectly. And a great match. Obviously, we saw the the, the aftermath that happened afterwards where we had FTR attack. Um, but regardless, really, really great match from beginning to end. The next match was Ty Conti versus Britt Baker. Now, I have not been sold a lot on Britt Baker. However, I do see the appeal in her. She does know how to work a story in the ring very, very well. My biggest, my biggest issue with her and the, the biggest thing that I've learned when I was in the business myself, again, I've only been in the business for a little bit. It wasn't a long time I was in the business, but I, from my understanding, from my, what I learned is when you throw a punch, you wanna make it look as if it's actually hitting and doing a damage. Britt's punches or strikes need a lot of work however her in-ring game her in-ring psychology and her in-ring methodology is phenomenal it actually does very very well tay conti as a tie or tay I, I don't know it's just one of those i can't remember but she looks like a star she the, the 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 way she came out to the ring you literally looked at it you're like this feels like a big fight feel both of these ladies absolutely had a phenomenal match from the the from the, the head being stomped into the actual, you know, staircase, from obviously 
uh, Ty Conti's massive big boots to the face in the corner. Like these two had absolutely great chemistry in the ring. I liked it. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. Obviously, when it comes to Britt Baker, she has that kind of heel mentality where she has the help around ringside, which does eventually come into play. Uh, and which obviously questions, oh no, is this going to be bad? Is this what's going to be the reasoning for the end? Or is this going to be the reasoning for the finish? Um, but overall, like it's just, it seemed to be a good match, good, well thought out, very easy, very nicely fluid transitions in the match. Um, and again, really brought me forward to saying, I see the appeal of Britt Baker. DMD, I see the appeal of Britt Baker. And I got to say, I give her a lot of credit. I give her a massive amount of credit for doing what she does and getting a doctorate and getting actually into, into dentistry and everything. Like, I give the girl credit. Fucking great work. Good damn work on her. That's all I got to say. But again, really great match. And I'm very, very, I'm happy with the results. You know, I'm happy to see Britt Baker still retained. She is one of those women's champions that, you know, she's going to hold that title for a long period of time. Who in the end will come get that title? That's the biggest question. But regardless, it was a good match. And I think uh, Ty Conti really did bring a lot of impact, a lot of action, and also showcases her skill because she is legitimate, you know, black belt in judo and taekwondo and everything of that nature. Like, it's fantastic to see somebody who's so well-versed in another form of competition uh, start coming into wrestling and start actually focusing and, and, and doing that and, and just kind of utilizing that and amalgamating that type of competition into wrestling. That was one of the biggest things, from my understanding, that a lot of people really wanted to integrate. And one of the reasons why, you know, Anthony Corelli, Santino Morella really dug into us when we were in training. Go do something else. Do not just focus on wrestling. Go do something else. Because when you're in this ring, another form of competition, another form of combat is going to benefit you because it'll, it'll set you apart. You know, that's why for me, I was very heavy into the kickboxing, the uh, the Muay Thai, because I was a striker. For me, I like striking. So I, tra I did a lot more of the striking combat sports because I found that's what was kind of more uh, uh, my style. And I find Tay Conti's ability to integrate that is fantastic. There's one, there was one move that she did in that match that scared me. She went to the top rope and did a flying moonsault from the top rope on two of the, I can't remember their names right now, but uh, two, of the, two of the ladies that came out with Britt Baker. The scary part about that was that the way she landed, I swear to God, she could have broken her legs. That was the only kind of scary spot in that match that I saw because of the way that she landed just looks like she may have broken her legs. I was like, oh God, no, she did. Um, thankfully, she didn't. Thankfully, she was able to continue. But again, a great match from beginning to end. And I feel... It was one of these things that just you just watched it and you enjoyed it and you loved it and you're like I this I need more. But again, my biggest critique for Brit is you gotta stiffen those elbows. You gotta stiffen those shots. Like it's just it, they don't feel impactful. Like if you're striking somebody doing a small little, uh, isn't gonna do shit. Smack them. Smack them like they owe you money. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Speaking of smacking, let's move on to our next match where we saw CM Punk taking on. Eddie Kingston. Whew. I went into this match with two predictions. One prediction was CM Punk would beat would bleed. His first bleed in AEW, which happened. My other prediction was Kingston winning, which he didn't. However, I'm not angry at that. And the reason why is because, one, this was the most anticipated match for me. To, to go into watching AEW full gear, this is one of the more... Uh, interesting matches because, or most anticipated matches because one, I felt there was a lot of personal issues that got brought up in this match. And because of the creative freedom a lot of these talents are given, uh, AEW was like, 
utilize that as a motion to get into this match. The moment you saw Eddie Kingston walk into that ring, I have never seen that look upon his face. I've seen the man compete in other uh, avenues and other other corporations you know one of the ones i went to live that i saw him in was house of hardcore when it was here and dude that guy was fucking like he was just i'm gonna fucking smack the, your teeth out of your face it was good to see him like that because it was one of these guys that you know the moment he gets in the ring dude you do not want to fuck with this man kingston is one of these guys that has come from a very dark space you know there was a recent article that he did talking about his whole history and everything uh in the wrestling business where he's come from how how dark his life has been and shit like that and to be honest with you a lot of respect for this man a lot of respect from where he's come from and the fact that he has continuously kept fighting kept doing what he had to do got to where he is and look at him now like he was talking about his nephew all i can say is kingston your nephew is damn proud should be damn proud of where you are from and you are setting a massive beautiful example for him like this guy is honestly a fighter from beginning to end. He's got heart. He's got determination. He just knows how to go. I originally was like, I really do feel that Kingston, in regards to CM Punk, does need to win in this match. And the reason why is because it would set him to that next tier at AEW where he should be taken seriously. However, however, I see that the way they did this, obviously with Punk winning, with Punk extending his hand and Kingston walking away, I do feel that this instead... Instead of being a one-time event, I feel this may be leading to a potential future feud with CM Punk. Because one thing that CM Punk doesn't have right now in the AEW is an actual legitimate feud with an individual that is continuously uh, present. I feel Kingston would be that perfect individual to have a continuous feud with to elevate both of them in the standings of AEW. That being said, the match in itself was fucking heavy hitting again i spoke this about this before with miro and daniel when you have somebody that's happy to work stiff you have matches like that i will also say that i did see the the oh i fucking popped when punk did the running shoulders and then the backdrop obviously insinuating john cena um and the fact that he has his issues with john cena and he also believes that john cena is just a dickhead that doesn't help elevate other individuals regardless i saw punk deliver the one shoulder i'm like that's a weird move that he does it looks like cena they did a sucker one and i'm like wait a minute and then he did the backdrop and i'm like bitch <laughs> so i see where this is going um but regardless a lot of storytelling in that match and it's it was good to see not only that you know punk to get busted up. i'm not saying it was good to see punk getting busted open not at all but it was good to see a certain attitude come from him when that happened uh and that's the one thing is like it's it's really showcasing the strength and the resilience of the talents because eddie kingston did throw a couple of good shots even the uh the spinning back fist and to start the match off when the match didn't even begin fucking connected him and then punk's like fuck it you know we're good to go give him the middle finger and then they both started brawling the match didn't start off slow the match didn't start off with an understanding of oh this is the kind of the slow process going to start building up no this match started at the fucking built up already i'm gonna fucking bash the shit out of you and it went from there, and I liked it, and I contemplated seeing that. I'm like, no, this is the this is the style of match that I enjoy. Not not necessarily saying that I love seeing people get the shit beat out of them, but these two definitely knew how to work both with each other to be able to give the fans an absolute absolute banger of a match and a good kind of palate cleanser, specifically from the crazy uh, wrestling matches we saw prior to this. Now going into this heavy hitting match, this was for me the most anticipated match of the night because of the passion that went into a lot of the promos leading into this. 
because you really did feel that there's a lot of history behind them. And there probably is a lot of history that behind them that's obviously either been corrected or, you know, has been addressed in the back and they're in good standings, but they're utilizing it as ammo to build a feud. And I think that's one of the best ways you can do that because you build a feud that really has an emotional attachment from a wrestling fan's point of view with the audience. No, from a wrestling fan point of view with the talents. There we go. Uh, but honestly, this match really had a lot of greatness with it. And for me, from a wrestling's point, wrestling fan point of view, watching this and again, starting slowly be introduced to AEW, a lot of their talents. It's one of these things where I'm like, holy shit, this is selling me. And I, I, I don't care if I got to buy the whole pay-per-view to watch this match. It felt like a big fight match. It felt serious. It felt like I wanted to give the money so I could watch this match. And that's exactly what you want to do. Uh, both of them worked very well. Punk obviously trying to legitimize himself, being back in the business, enjoying what he does. Uh, he offered the handshake, obviously, Eddie Kingston, the way that Eddie Kingston is, walked away from it. Same thing he did with Daniel Bryan, so when they had their heavy hitting match as well. But it just goes to show you that Eddie Kingston is willing to have these type of matches on a continuous basis to show the toughness that he fucking has. The guy is a tough motherfucker. And watching him in the ring, building a match, obviously, with his past history of, of matches, because he's, he's a veteran in the business, but a past history of the matches, this guy can deliver, this guy can, can perform, and it's so interesting to see how he can perform with somebody else, obviously, who's been in the industry for a long period of time, who's obviously, he's, he's also started a similar point in time with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and everything of that nature. But goddamn, this is one hell of a match. I think one of my more highlighted matches of the evening because in all reality, it was just a match that I could watch over and over again. And goddamn, these two delivered. I'm happy to have been a witness of that. The following match was the Inner Circle and American Top Team. Now, first and foremost, this was, what was this called again? It was a Minneapolis street fight. When the fuck do you start a street fight with standard tag team rules. It made no fucking sense. That, that, that's my one biggest gripe with this match is when it first started, you had tag team rules where you have both teams on the apron sides tagging in and out to, to, to obviously, again, tag team rules in a Minneapolis street fight. That didn't make any fucking sense. So I'm happy to see that they eventually uh, amalgamated away from that, started introducing the weapons and everything. Um, and, <laughs> and it's just, it's just one of the, but I, by the way, I will say there is one rule uh, when it comes to AEW, you know, when Jericho or the inner circle makes their entrance to Judas Priest, you shut the fuck up and you sing Judas Priest. That's the one rule in AEW. That's the one rule. Okay. That's just it. If you don't, you get smacked in the face. That's how it is. Um, but no, honestly, good fight. Uh, really great, obviously high spots involved there, you know, with Sammy uh, going to the very top of the ladder, landing on, um, I can't remember his name because I'm horrible with names right now. Again, just recently been introduced to AEW, so I don't remember everyone's name. Calm the fuck down. Um, but a really great spot there. You know, I loved how in the end we had an Eddie Guerrero spot by Jericho, obviously very close friends. These guys competed very well together in WCW back in the days and WWE back in the days. Uh, and getting that finish off with the Frog Splash, really, really beautiful a tribute there and really really happy to see that these guys actually did a great job with it one thing i will say is the fact that they added hockey sticks as the weapons holy shit that is not that is that is not a good thing to get hit by is all i gotta say hockey sticks are tough or fucking strong as hell man they will not break as easily um one thing i will say there were a couple of spots in the in the show which was pretty hilarious one of which was the double submission move 
um, which just which was just hilarious. And you saw Sammy coming in, and then you just see him throw a football at the midsection. Um, really fucking hilarious. I legit popped at that. That was one of those moments where I, if I was drinking, I would spit it out because it was fucking hilarious. Um, also seeing the UFC guys compete. Now, you know, I, I do give credit. UFC is a highly intensive sport. You know, training for that is absolutely brutal. However, when it comes to wrestling, training for that, even though there may be some similarities to it, is very different. I'm, I'm happy to see that these guys are coming in here and trying to, to keep up with the wrestling kind of uh, concept and genre and styles. However, you can also tell they're a little sloppy. There was one point there with, I believe his name is Junior or just his Junior, but Jericho going for his lion salt and just yelling, Junior, 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 <laughs> Junior coming up and grabbing him. Uh, very slow for the spot. But again, it, it, he seemed to have a lot of fun. There was a point where... I'm going to say Junior. I don't remember their names, unfortunately. So, again, don't don't berate me on that. I'm just getting to learn names. I'm not really good with names, so shut the fuck up. Um, but there was one moment where Junior, uh, like, did a power slam or a scoop slam, and there's a suplex that he did. And the thing is that it looks like he's having fun. Like, he looks like he's enjoying himself. Like, yeah, this is cool. And to be honest with you, I can understand that. There's a different feel from UFC, obviously, in comparison to wrestling. Uh, the audience base is very, you know, very outspoken you're gonna hear about it you know what i mean that's how a lot of wrestlers build their matches is by how the audience are reacting and i feel that they just have were having a ton of fun in that and i think it was a great spot a great match really really fun times um dan lambert i think it's dan lambert right but I, maybe um i'm gonna say this right now he is uh, the very old school style of managers that you absolutely hate but it does it very well. He's an individual that when he gets on the mic, you legitimately just want him to shut the fuck up. Uh, I don't blame people for thinking that. I felt the same way whenever I listened to him. However, he's doing his job as a as a heel manager to, to obviously sell his team. And he does a really good job at that. And I feel that the positioning that he's in is actually very, very good for him. Um, very old school style of manager, very old school style of mentality, tactics, everything of that nature. And from a fan's point of view, I fucking want to punch him. However, from a professional point of view, the guy's doing a fucking fantastic job at being a bad guy. And that's, I think, one of the best things that I think AEW has going for them right now is they have a lot of people who play fucking good bad guys. Uh, really work that heel tactic, really work that heel performance. And again, it's one of these things where I think it's because they're given the freedom to work those heel performances that give such a big impact to them. You know what I mean? So Inner Circle versus American Top Team, really good, really good match. A lot of top moments there. A lot of good, um, a lot of good high spots involved in that match as well. I'm happy to see that no one really got heavily injured in that match uh, because obviously when you're working with a lot of weaponry, working with a lot of high flyers, you're going to have some, some moments of like, ooh, you know, got to be careful there. But they did a very good job. And they they did protect and obviously work with the UFC guys. You know, Jack Yeager doing his um, uh, his spot with, oh, I can't remember the other big guy there. But, you know, they, them exchanging punches back and forth. Even him going to the top rope and landing on the people. You don't belong to Jack. Please don't go up there. Um, but really good, really good moment there. And I really did uh, enjoy it. Uh, the following thing was the introduction of Jay Lethal in AEW. I got no problem with that. I've always liked Jay Lethal. He's a phenomenal talent. He's a phenomenal individual in the ring. He is great character development. Um, he's 36 years old. The guy still has a lot in him that he can actually perform. And I feel that it's going to be a good challenge. Now, he challenges Sammy um, Guevara 
for the his championship, I think it's TNT championship, right? So he challenges him for that. It's been accepted, obviously. That's going to be in competition. That's going to be a phenomenal match. I can't wait to see how uh, Jay Lethal does. I haven't seen him in competition for a long while now. So, you know, it's one of these things where it'll be refreshing to see how he does in that ring, specifically because AEW is bringing in a lot of these kind of guys who are developed in the industry and who have a lot of backing between them or a lot of backing behind them. So I'm curious to see how he's going to do in the ring and how he's going to do against Sammy. But overall, happy to see him here. Happy to see him being recognized for a great talent that he is. And uh, yeah, really, really good spot. So primarily, this was the introduction of a new talent. Usually, I know AEW does a lot of kind of surprises during the pay-per-views. This one didn't necessarily have a lot of surprises. Um, it was more along the lines of, it's an announcement. This is a new talent coming in. Jay Lethal. Let's see what he can do. And now the main event of the evening, where it was Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. I will be the first to say... I wasn't sold on Adam Page. Uh, as I said, I recently got introduced to AEW. I didn't know much about, obviously, a lot of the history of it. I saw little bits and pieces here and there when, uh, when, when obviously, COVID hit and they had the limitations of their talents and their performances and everything. So I saw a little bit here and there. I didn't really see Adam Page from a perspective when AEW first started to how he is right now. I didn't really see him or his character development. I really didn't know a lot of his history. So I went into this understanding that Kenny Omega is the one individual there that has the bigger name, the bigger limelight, and the bigger history behind that. So for me, I was going in with the understanding that Kenny Omega for me is more along the lines of the, the talent that I am looking towards. However, however, Adam Page sold me. The reason why is because not only did I understand the concept behind it, seeing a guy who has been working his ass off for the last three, four years to get to where he is right now and win that championship, but it is, I see a guy in the ring who will do everything to get to where he wants to be. The guy delivered in that ring. And I can say to you right now, I became an Adam Page fan. I became an Adam Page fan because I liked and I enjoyed watching and seeing cowboy shit happening. You know what I mean? So it, the good thing about this is that I see the, the passion that fans have for him. I understand the passion the fans have for him. And I'm happy to see that match, how it progressed. I know Kenny Omega has held that championship for quite a while. He has held that title for a long while in AEW. And it's one of those moments where you can see somebody now pass that torch to somebody else to progress with it. There was also that little little tease there, obviously, with the Young Bucks coming out because obviously they had their, their team prior to this and they got, uh, they got pushed away from that. Um, or Adam Page got pushed away from that or turned on and, you know, they didn't see much in him. So that's why they stuck with Kenny Omega. And now this has obviously been changed where Kenny Omega is now kind of like the the loser of the bunch, not less a loser, but like he, he lost a championship to Adam Page. You see Adam Page as the guy, and hence why the, the ending of that match, you saw both the uh, both Young Bucks give him a slight nod, be like, it's time. Connecting it, winning it, and you know, it, it's it's nice to see, it's nice to see somebody who's been who's been in this for quite a while, who has been trying to 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 progress to get that championship, working his ass off to get to where he is, multiple times that he's had the opportunities and come short, you know, it is one of those moments of seeing somebody who has been developed quite heavily in AEW and gone from, you know, nothing to now the top of the, the chain. And you know what, from a point of view, from somebody who wasn't a big Adam Page fan, I can look at him now and say, no, 
I appreciate cowboy shit. I appreciate this. And, you know, you had the Dark Order come out afterwards. And I know I did see them having to kind of split up a little bit when Adam Page decided to head off and leave for a little while and then come back. So it was kind of nice to see them kind of come back together and celebrate and make them feel like a true champion. But I will say that I do see the appeal in Adam Page. I do see the purpose behind him. I do see the heart and the determination behind him. And as much as that match overall from the beginning to end was phenomenal, great men event match. I absolutely loved seeing it. Again, both exhaustion from both uh, individuals. I'm happy to see that in the end, Adam Page got what he deserved. And the fact that the whole you deserve a chance happened afterwards made absolute fucking sense now. And it's one of these things where I can appreciate that and I can see that from a fan's point of view and understand exactly the storytelling that has been developed here from very very long time ago to now and it's really really awesome to see and it's really awesome to see the emotion that came following that because it was one of these things where he's been working out for years so great great match great outcome i'm happy to see where it's come now and i'm happy to see where it's going to go from now on you know now that he is the AEW champion you know you got cowboy shit happening left right and center so i can't wait to see how adam page takes that title and utilizes that title holds it and exactly what he does with it in the long run to develop that uh that character and we'll see what happens with it with uh all elite obviously the young bucks and kenny omega and everything there but honestly overall absolute amazing pay-per-view and this is one of the biggest things that I've I've said prior, obviously, before doing the crossface with Costin, is when it comes to pay-per-views, when it comes to any wrestling pay-per-view, you want to have it make it impactful. You want to make it memorable. There are some companies out there when they have pay-per-views, you know, they, you watch it and it feels kind of like, okay, how does this differ from your weekly shows? You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing there that really makes it special. And I found with, with AEW's pay-per-views, one, I love how they do it every three or four months. I absolutely love that. I think that's actually a fantastic uh, a fantastic uh, decision on their part to do. Not to mention also being on Sun or on Saturdays. That's also a very good thing. Uh, but I do love that whenever they do their pay-per-views, they put a lot of hype behind it. They put a lot of thought behind it. They put a lot of great matches behind it. And it's one of these things that I think with every single match that we saw, there was a story being told. There was a concept being driven into the fans. There was great flow in the ring between every single one of the talents and every single one of the moments in the matches. Everything that I think happened in that pay-per-view just worked very well. And it worked coercively enough to be able to say, hey, I am ready for the next pay-per-view. Or I'm ready for the next show on Wednesday. Or I'm ready for, I'm ready for what's going to happen next. I'm excited for what's going to happen next. You left the fans wanting more. You left the fans satisfied. But you also left the fans now eager to know what's to come. And I think that's what AEW, I think, does very, very well. Um... And I honestly feel that this is just the beginning for the company. You know, I'm very happy to see how far they've come. And again, this just has kind of spewed this passion back into me, which, you know, I felt that I may have lost for a while. But, you know, I started my E-Federation FWF a little bit ago. That kind of spewed a little bit of passion back into me. And then getting introduced to AEW now with the community and everything is starting to really push that forward as well. And I'm, I'm really happy to see that it's coming back. Um, just because, you know, I, I do enjoy talking about it. I do enjoy seeing matches and be like, shit, that was fucking phenomenal. And this is why, you know what I mean? So regardless of where this goes to, whether now, for example, Adam Page and Kenny Omega, either they all leak gets re reintroduced or Young Bucks turn on Kenny and Kenny leaves for a little bit to do whatever it is or go on vacation because guys have been going ham for quite a while now. Um, I think it's 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 a good turning point in the company now to put the, the attention and the... Uh, the uh, 
the limelight on somebody new who they have built and have continued to build. Um, and I'm really excited to see what's going to happen here. So for those of you who are watching this, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for checking out the first episode. I want to know from you, what was your favorite match of the evening, favorite moments, everything of that nature. Please do me a favor, leave them in the comments below. If you are listening to the podcast on this one, do me a favor, leave a review if you can. I don't know exactly where you can leave reviews, but regardless, if you can leave a review for the podcast, feel free to do so. And if you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor, leave a like, leave a sub, share the video, share your comments, share your feedback, because I'd like to actually get myself amalgamated into the wrestling world again because i missed you guys i gotta leave it here thank you so much for watching today it is the first episode of the crossfit of Boston. let me know your opinions your thoughts anything down below and like i said let me know what you felt about AEW full gear did you enjoy it did you dislike it if you dislike it what did you dislike about it if you enjoyed it what did you like about it what was your favorite match what was your favorite moment and what are you looking forward to AEW? ladies and gentlemen that is it for me today thank you so much for watching i hope you guys have a tremendous day and i am out Wah.